three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. This is the real pineapple. This is your humble host hunter here. I've got a review here for a movie that I got a screener for that I went well. Okay, let's watch this. I'm curious. This is the the directorial debut of Robin Wright, which I was I was a little surprised by. If I'm being honest, I was like, really, it's the first time she's directed something. I thought she directed. An episode of House of Cards, I could be wrong on that, but I mean, obviously, I don't need to go through her filmography, but I'll go through a couple things here. Obviously, you know, uh, obviously, you know her from, uh, I mean, my personal favorite would probably be, I oh, I do love State of Play, really love State of Play, but um, you know Robin Wright from Moneyball, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, um, Everest, if you saw it, Blade Runner 2049, you of course know her from Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 84, uh, Princess Bride, obviously, uh, Robin Wright has been a fixture and easily is one of the best actresses, honestly, that we have working today, so hearing that this was her film directorial debut was pretty surprising, to be completely honest, but, um, the problem with this movie, and I'm just going to kind of jump in here, I can't really tell you a lot about it. I have to kind of dance around this because the problem with Land overall, I'll get to here in a moment, but it it really is, it's one of those things you just kind of need to see. But as far as the plot is concerned, really what this film's about, it takes place in Wyoming, uh, Robin Wright plays Edie, who goes through this tragedy that, I again, I will just kind of leave that for you to discover yourself. She goes through this tragedy and really decides to go, I'm going to sell most of my stuff. I'm going to go out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, no cell phone. Uh, she actually even has her vehicle taken away. She's determined to go ahead and live in this shack, basically in the middle of nowhere by herself. And the thing that is interesting about this is that this film is essentially uh, cast away, but I, but I'm inflicting it on myself. It really feels like Edie is out to punish herself. And if she happens to, uh, to survive through, you know, nature and through these elements, then awesome. If she doesn't, then she doesn't really care. And you'll kind of see why that is as far as how the tragedy feels that once you watch the film. The biggest issue with this movie is that you've seen this movie before. And you've just seen it done better. When I when I heard what the concept of the film was, I went, oh, this is wild with Reese Witherspoon, which I will be the first to admit, I like this, I, I, I like Wild more than I like Land. Uh, just just to put it out there, but that doesn't mean this is a bad film. Land is written by, uh, by, uh, Jessica, uh, uh, Chatham is what I'm going to go with. And then, uh, Aaron, uh, Dignam, 
both of them, uh, uh, or Jesse at least, this is their uh, direct uh, their writing debut as far as a film. When it comes to Aaron Digman, couple things here and there, but nothing really of uh, of substance. So, really, two unknown writers and. That right there for me, while the dialogue isn't bad and there's nothing wrong for me with the film, stronger writers, in my opinion, would have made this not just a great film, but it could have been a classic. It it feels there are some parts where this just lags. Now, for me, myself watching it, I'll be the first to admit I was genuinely engaged through most of the film. There's no, there's no point where I was checking my watch or even looking at my phone. This movie had my attention the whole time, but I do think for more casual audiences who may not like these retrospective, you know, one person is the elements where you only have a couple characters that are introduced into the film, that might not be enough for people. So I, I, I will just put that out there now um, as, as far as what kind of film you should, that you would be getting here, but for me, the biggest star of this film is uh, this guy, Bobby uh, Burkowski, who is a cinematographer. He did an incredible, incredible, incredible job here. And this is one of those times where you look at the cinematographer and the director and they are so they are so in sync. Uh, other films that he's worked on is uh, John Stewart's debut a directorial debut in that film rosewater which yeah okay uh he was the cinematographer on 99 homes that andrew garfield michael shannon movie which if you have not seen is an amazing movie uh looking else through here he worked on wow some really random stuff uh shakes the clown <laughs> back in 1991 uh boogeyman back in uh back in 05 uh, Imperium with Daniel Ratcliffe and Tony Collette in 2016, Tom and Huck, the Disney film, uh, Saved, the Mandy Moore film, which I actually adore, in uh, 2004. So, yes, career is a bit all over the place, but the cinematography here is about as good as it can get for one of these films. I've been watching a lot of those nature documentaries, and the way that Wyoming is shot, some of the sweeping shots and some of the, the shots when winter kicks in and it really is ed against the elements it's so well shot i have to give a lot of credit for that so honestly the cinematography alone personally i would say it's worth at least one watch through of this there is a point and i'm not spoiling anything here because the trailer gives us away but there's a point where ed meets this guy miguel who's played by uh damien uh uh i'm gonna say uh sure i haven't seen him before really anything oh he was in hateful eight actually i do remember remember him from hateful eight but i love the chemistry between ed and miguel miguel is this guy who comes along happens to save her when this uh, event occurs and basically goes hey i'll teach you how to hunt i'll teach you how to fish and then i'm out and it's where their stories end up, and that's all I'm gonna say because again, I am I'm really going ahead and trying to dance around this because I really do want people to take 
away from this film what they want to take away without any you know, too much uh, influence. Their relationship is very sweet. It's very pure. There are these little cracks where you get to see them start to open up to each other. I think their relationship is beautifully handled. And I was really happy that I got that. And the film kind of takes that turn around the halfway mark. So for me, if you are bored with just Edie doing her own thing, for me, when Miguel shows up, the film does pick up. And for and I, and I think for most audience members, they're going to kind of feel the energy ramp up when Miguel does show up. The other thing I love about this movie, Edie clearly does this on whim. There's a point where Edie's looking through uh, the Northwest uh, game processing handbook. Like she just she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. And it's actually fascinating to see how her brain works as far as trying to just make, you know, mundane things work for her. You know, get, you know, getting water and, you know, fishing for food and just these things that are her life now because of where she's living. There's an outhouse that she had to clean, which I will tell you right now, fucking gross. Um, I I could never, as weak as my stomach is, I could never use an outhouse. Even using a porta potty, I always hold my nose. But just, oh, God. Just that scene in particular, when you see it, she has to clean this outhouse out because... The guy who owned the cabin beforehand, there are bugs and flies and and literal shit all over the place, and she has to clean all this. For me, I would have gone, yep, fuck that, I'm good. <laughs> but, hey, Edie's tougher than I am. But I, I love the way that she really is having to rough it. It shows you, Edie, going through making these changes and trying to work on herself and make this cabin the closest thing to home that she has and the film really goes out of its way to show and portray that which was personally something i think that the film really needed and it endears you to Edie more there's a scene in the trailer that i wish wasn't spoiled but since it's in the trailer i'm gonna spoil it she goes to use the outhouse and a bear shows up and i'll tell you right now once that bear shows up and this bear does something that you just go, well, that fucking sucks. It, uh, <laughs> it's, it's really quite a bummer what this bear does, but I love that scene because it does really paint, uh, bring home the gravity of what Edie is trying to do. Uh, my, my folks, they live out in the middle of nowhere in, uh, uh, in Montana. And when I, <laughs> when they just tell me some of the stuff that, oh yeah, we had a bear, you know, in the backyard, we had to, you know, make sure the chickens weren't out. I, I just sit there and think, oh, my God, this is why I could never live in the country. This is like, that sounds terrible, but my parents love it. And there is this point where, and this is one of the few things I will spoil, where Edie tries to pull of rigs. And there's a point where she has a gun to her, uh, to her chin and uh, then puts it in her mouth. And it's it's a beautifully uncomfortable scene because the storm hits and she's just not prepared for it and you can tell she while she's punishing herself for being out there there's that point where her psyche clearly cracks and she goes is this punishment even worth it for what i've lost and what's happened to me and i i i love 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 that scene and the way that robin wright shoots it it feels very raw. It feels very uncomfortable. It 
feels very real. It's exactly how it should feel. And honestly, it might, outside of the last scene in the movie, which again, I will not spoil, it might be my favorite scene in the movie. It's so incredibly well handled across the board. So uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to go ahead and... Um, ah, there's a line that Miguel does drop that I went, that's a wonderful fucking line where he goes, only a person who has never been hungry would think starving is a way to die. There are better ways to die. I love that line so much. And it actually gave me chills. Edie becomes a better character because of Miguel. And while this would have been tropey, I understand that people would probably ding the movie for this. I wish there's a little di- there's a little dialogue of just Edie, even if she was talking to herself, even if, if she was just journaling. I would have liked a little something just her independent from when the guy shows up. That that's really my biggest complaint about this, outside of basically, you know, it's wild, but just not as as well, well executed. So yeah, I those are really my only gripes. But getting my getting my final thoughts here, I really do believe this is something that's worth people's time. Robin Wright, if this is and I'll say kind of what I said about Kathy uh but uh, Kathy Yin, when it comes to uh, Birds of Prey, if this is her floor, oh my God. Uh, Robin Wright, as I mentioned, you know, she took over House of Cards after uh, Kevin Spacey, you know, being allegedly terrible. But Robin Wright has really been just not just the dependable actress, but one of the best actresses we have. She She really is an incredible actress and we... I, I'm happy she got something like this to get to show out and go ahead and sh- kind of remind people, hey, I'm still here. If she's going to be directing more stuff, I'd love to see what she could do with with a book smart type film. I think she has a lot to actually give, not just to you know Hollywood as a whole, but to young females on the on, on the come up. I really am a huge fan of hers and. This made me a bigger fan of hers. This will not be something that will be probably on most people's best of list for 2021, but this is well worth something to seek out and something to very much meditate on as far as learning to forgive yourself, learning to deal through tragedy, uh, work through tragedy, how to deal with trauma, how not to, how to not give up on yourself. Uh, there are some things here that you can take away, and I believe you can leave this film feeling uh feeling inspired uh there is a lot here to enjoy it's just not all great and that's really its biggest fault it's just not everything is great here but again i definitely didn't feel like i wasted my time i had i want to say fun with this but i definitely did enjoy this so for me i'm gonna give this a solid b when this comes out you know if you rent this you know five bucks six bucks i think to rent if i had seen this in a theater, uh, assuming they were safe and open. But if I had seen this for, you know, like an early matinee, maybe like a like two, three o'clock in the afternoon uh, screening on Saturday, I would have gone, yeah, that was worth it. So, like I said, well worth your time for me, I would say. But, uh, yeah, I think this is actually available to rent now. So, yeah, go rent this. This is something that... I think people will enjoy and that some people will be able to take things out of it that they really enjoy about it. So, but 
land. Have you all seen it? What do you think of it? Let us know in the comments below. You can go ahead and like our pages on Facebook uh, at The Real Pineapple. That's R-E-E-L, Pineapple, as well as Real Pineapple Games. Uh, I'm going to start streaming here on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash The Real Pineapple. I'm going to be streaming uh, Retromania Wrestling here at the end of the month. That'll be my first stream. I will keep all of you updated on that. So don't forget to like those pages so you can stay informed. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher and iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneUp, and Amazon Music at The Real Pineapple. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Give us a rating. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what stuff you'd like for us to review here in the future. And also, you can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. And you can follow Scott on Twitter at nearmanthefirst. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. The Black Cinema Showcase will uh, will pick up here in the next week or so because right now I'm working on my uh, on uh, my best of list, which is going to be live uh, the best of 2020. That review uh, podcast will be up on the 15th at noon Eastern Standard Time. I am so excited to have that up for all of you, as well as some reviews coming up. For Black Cinema Showcase, including Judas and the Black Messiah, Malcolm X, The Photograph, Last Black Man in San Francisco, Waves, and Watchmen, the TV series, just to name a few. As well, we'll have reviews coming up for Promising Young Woman, uh, Minari, One Night in Miami, along with some other reviews. So, everyone, stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you all soon. You take care. Stay safe. Take care of each other. Check in on your friends, please. I know we're going through a pandemic, but please check in on your friends. Make sure they're okay. And don't forget to wear a mask. And we'll talk to you soon.